thank you. Very active person. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com where you can meet Jesus where you are because that is the intent of the website is to be a portal to the divine. Everything that you need to get started on your walk with the Lord, whether you've been walking with him a long time and need to brush up on a couple of things, expand your knowledge. Actually, this devotional will talk about that. And also, uh, for those who do not yet know the Lord Jesus Christ, um, he will miraculously show up. He's a relational God. He is uh, waiting to meet you. And so we have books and pastors and worship bands to listen to, uh, charities you could support. Uh, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Leave us a comment. And um, if you care to partner with us, there's a Donate Now button. Nice. How are you feeling, Schnugs? I feel like I haven't seen you all day. You haven't. You were walled up here in your little man cave, mm -hmm. your little studio cave, <laughs> and I was lying in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not over this cold, as my lovely voice testifies to, but mm. I'm on the mend, I think. I did go to Newport Beach today. Yeah. And oh, I had a, a deluxe chili omelet. Oh, yeah. There on the beach. Nice. It was amazing. Took some pictures of God's creation, the oh. ocean. Okay. Not the pier. I took a picture of the pier too, but that's, well, it is kind of God's creation. Is it? Yeah, because he created the hands that, uh, that uh, built it. Yes. And the technology to be able to pour cement into the water. Yes. It's kind of crazy. Fantastic. But, but it was beautiful. Um, Say goodbye to Kona. Say goodbye to Kona. <laughs> Uh, which will live forever in video form because I made lots of training videos. I nice. got, uh, I think, two more to make. They also live forever in me and Zara's hands <laughs> from our scars. <laughs> <laughs> On the video, she looks super sweet. Doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw videos of me and Zara, it would have been like Cujo. <laughs> so I had a Belgian Malinois that um, just wasn't a fit for the family. Um, but um, she hopefully will find a forever home somewhere. Yes. Um, but uh, let's get to the devotional snooze. Yeah. Actually, we got a couple of people. Uh, we have hey, Cindy. And we have Carrie. Hello, Hello ladies. Iris saying good evening. Good evening. I'm feeling, as as I've mentioned, not so great. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Ryan Rodriguez. All right. We have a dude on. Yeah, that is so awesome. I love it when we have dudes on. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Cindy and Ryan saying hi to each other. You guys know each other? I would presume so, huh? Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. We're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for May 8th. The reference is, is sorry, the reference is John 513. I'm going to put my glasses on today. I think it's better. <laughs> you read a lot better when your glasses are on. It's just been lately. Okay. Suddenly I'm a little, oh, Marcos is on. Nice to see hey, you, Marcos. Marcos. We saw you at church the other day. All right. For May 8th, uh, the man who was healed had no idea who it was. Mm. Can you imagine just good. being I got, healed? I got a story about this. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's so awesome. Charles Spurgeon says, years pass quickly for those who are healthy and happy, but 38 years must have dragged wearily along in the life of this poor paralyzed man. Thus, when Jesus healed him just by speaking a few words while he lay beside the pool of, of Bethesda, he was immediately and happily aware of the change. The same is true for sinners who, for weeks, months, or years, have been paralyzed with despair and have wearily longed for salvation. Once the Lord Jesus speaks a word of power, giving them joy and peace through the gift of belief, 
they are very conscious of the change. Yes. The evil taken away is too great to be removed without discerning it. Amen. The life imparted too amazing to be possessed and remain paralyzed. And the change in the life too miraculous not to be perceived. Yet this poor man was still ignorant of the architect of his cure. He knew nothing of the sacredness of the person, the positions of authority he held, or the mission that had brought him to mankind. Much ignorance of Jesus can still remain in the hearts of those who have felt the miracle working power of his blood. We should not quickly condemn people for their lack of knowledge. For when we see evidence of, of saving faith, we must believe salvation has been given. The Holy Spirit makes people repentant long before he makes them perfect. He and he who believes that he knows will soon know more clearly what he believes. Let's say that one more time. From the Holy Spirit makes people repentant long before he makes them perfect. And he who believes what he knows will soon know more clearly what when he what he believes. <laughs> That is a that's an awkward sentence. That's why we, uh, he who believes Thieves. what he knows will soon know more clearly what he believes. Oh, that makes way more sense than what I said. <laughs> Ignorance is still a problem. However, for this poor man was completely unable to cope with the harassment of the Pharisees. It is good to be able to answer those who oppose us, but we will be unable to to do so if we do not have a clear understanding of who the Lord Jesus is. Fortunately, in this man's case, the cure for his ignorance soon, sorry, you're poking my foot. <laughs> Fortunately, in this man's case, the cure for his ignorance soon followed the cure of his impairment, for he was confronted by the Lord Jesus himself in the temple. After that gracious encounter, he would finally be able to testify that it was Jesus who had made him well. Lord, if you have saved me, show me yourself so I may declare you to others. Okay, a couple of things. Yes, looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So I uh, was in Bible study. Mm -hmm. um, At Calvary Chapel or? I wasn't going to say which one. Oh, okay, go ahead. But okay, so it's at Calvary. <laughs> and there's people there from other churches as well. And so um, we were talking about healing and healing miracles. And there is an older woman in the um, group. We were in our small groups who speaks very, um, I don't, I don't want to say forcefully, but very matter of factly that what she says is truth. And so when <laughs> we talked about mirror, uh, healing, she said, you know, I tell people all the time, you can't pray for non-believers for, for healing, you have to pray for them to be saved because our prayers don't work on people who aren't saved. Oh, that's not. And that was so inaccurate. And I, I didn't am. know what to do. I, I, and, and the teacher couldn't respond. I don't think she had the knowledge to respond. And I was so dumbfounded. I was like so uncomfortable because I sat there and I was like, oh my God, that is so not true. I mean, like that's all Jesus did was heal people that weren't right. that weren't saved. You would never, um, you would never. Like greater miracles than these, you shall perform: heal the sick, cure the lame, cast out demons. Right. I mean, I, I, I was, I didn't know where that came from. I didn't know where that came from. Maybe some of you can answer um, if you know if that's like a doctrine of certain uh, schools of thought that people believe that you can't um, pray for the sick. 
if they're not saved, I have no idea where it came from. I couldn't, I couldn't begin to tell you, but um, what is interesting to me. Um, so Spurgeon apparently was not a full tulip Calvinist, um, but he was thought to be somewhat of a Calvinist. Mm. So the way he's posited this devotional makes me think he's hinting to the fact that people get faith, um, have that seed of faith before they know what happened to them. And it's an, it's an interesting concept because the way he says uh, the Holy Spirit makes people repentant long before he makes them perfect. And he who believes what he knows will soon know more clearly what he believes as if there's this like spark that happens before they know it. And he says here, uh, sinners who for weeks, months and years, paralyzed or despair with longing for salvation. And then the Lord speaks a word of power, giving them joy and peace through the gift of belief. And they are very conscious of the change. So it's just interesting the way, um, the way he, the, the phraseology that he uses, because it seems to be implying, um, that there is some miraculous gift that precedes faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you hear, um, well, and you have heard, uh, in the, um, the, the ministry that you went to with parents who had children of same sex struggles, yes, uh, attraction or what have you, um, that in that class, they said, you just have to stay strong and have to continue to pray for them and, yes. and, 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 and just hope that they somewhat will be healed of this, the yes. sin. And, and when they do come back, they have often got up in front of you guys in that class and said, the only thing that saved me was my mom and my dad praying for me. Yes. So that's proof right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bible's just filled with proof. I mean, we pay our our, our state our our state our state of California is has been taken over by demons, and and Pastor Jack asks us to pray for our demon filled state all the time. <laughs> yes, and we and we actually had a little bit of victory in the last election process where we had a couple of yeah. pro choice uh, pro um, pro life yep. candidates that won. We kind of swayed our. Uh, entire congress by the house of representatives we had elected so absolutely yeah, carrie had a good question up here uh did um where'd it go, where'd it go? sorry right there did they ask her to show the scripture to prove her point no nobody said anything and you know i can always be the honorary person in a group <laughs> and i i just promised myself i was not going to do that in this group uh and um i just sat there biting my lip and and just mustering through it but nobody challenged um, that statement. No, it was unfortunate. I, I presume there were other people in the room that were like, what? Um, but nobody challenged it. Uh, and uh, in addition to our leader, didn't challenge it either. <laughs> it was a bit awkward. It was a bit awkward. I'm surprised but. that the teacher didn't have more just like well, would cause her to respond. Say this is. Well, that's the thing is uh, your group leader um, sometimes has the knowledge and sometimes doesn't. Another point that Spurgeon makes in this devotional where he says um, that we don't often have um, the knowledge that we're supposed to have. And that comes later. 
So um, it is good to be able to answer those who oppose us, but will we be able to do so if we do not have a clear understanding of who the Lord Jesus is? Mm. And so Jim Ryman says it later on too, that we, you know, we have to, um, we have to have the knowledge. We, ha we experienced a miracle of salvation um, and that miraculous feeling that that happens in an instant when you, um, when you know that there's been a change for you, maybe it's been more gradual, but uh, that doesn't mean the knowledge comes, you know, the knowledge, the perfection, the sanctification um, happens over time. Mm. Do you want to go ahead and read, go ahead and read what Jim has to say? Sure. Well, it appears the paralyzed man who was cured in the story only came to saving faith in Christ once Jesus found him in the temple. In fact, the previous verse tells us the man who was healed had no idea who Jesus was, for he had slipped away into the crowd. This man's story is convincing evidence that receiving a physical miracle from God does not necessarily make the recipient a believer. Our gracious miracle-working Father in heaven causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. That's from Matthew 5, 45. Isn't a sunrise a miracle? Isn't rain? And of course, whether a believer or an unbeliever experiences miracles, every, everyone experiences these miracles. Thus, a physical miracle is not equal to a spiritual one, especially the miracle of salvation. This paralyzed man, however, first received a physical miracle and then received one much better, eternal life. <laughs> Jesus, thank you for finding me and giving me the miraculous gift of faith. Amen. And so Sydney's uh, like, nope, definitely not true. You can heal people that aren't <laughs> believers. And Lisa's saying, I was thinking it's the same thing, Carrie, and what was said after. Yeah, nobody, not even me. Carrie <laughs> gives the example of the Roman commander's son that was saved or daughter. Uh, yeah. I actually think it was son. I think you're right. Um, Marcos had a good comment. We would matter... We would matter-of-factly have to know accurately who is saved and who's not before we pray for them. Yes, exactly. Because a lot of people pretend to be Christians and aren't actually saved. There's those people too. Um, and then Ryan says the little girl he raised from the dead. Yeah, it's there's just tons of examples. It's a little nutty. I don't know where that came from. Um, and he says, I know for a fact that other people's prayers will bring me physical healing and salvation. I'll, uh, no, and salvation. I'm not sure what the last part was. Correction. Brought me physical healing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Understand. And Iris says, can you talk to anyone about it? If someone doesn't say something, others will think that is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Class is over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you have those moments where, uh, the Lord, and I actually asked, I asked the Holy Spirit, um, if I should say something and I heard nothing. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that may, I mean, just may have been deaf, but that yeah. I just didn't hear that. Maybe, I was... maybe your ears were plugged from your cold. <laughs> oh, I didn't have the cold then. <laughs> oh. But anyways, that's a good explanation. <laughs> Ryan, you can pray for Elizabeth for physical healing, and it could bring her to faith. Amen. Mm. That actually, Pastor Jack was giving examples of how our um our evangelists in Turkey. That's often what they do. They will go up to Turkish Muslims and see them. And they'll like, you know, occasionally they'll see them limping or something's wrong. And they're saying, can we pray for you? And they're like, sure. We say they pray over their knee. Once some per person told them they had knee pain uh, and uh, they prayed over them and their knee felt better. And they asked them, it gave them a chance to talk about faith in Christ. 
because they prayed in Jesus' name. And the, the person then was curious, oh, why was that healing? And um, they were able to share the gospel. Wow. So That's God incredible. absolutely does save, uh, does heal people that aren't saved. <sighs> and uh, Ryan was thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing, praying for Elizabeth's healing. Yeah. We don't know about Elizabeth, but. Maybe that's a backstory we'll hear about. And Carrie says, and right there, what Jim says proves the blind man was healed and then saved him. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Glad we're all on the same page. Uh, we did all those. Yeah. Very good. Let's see what the scripture has to say. Or some good scripture, or at least one. <laughs> yes, I combined them together. Yeah, I combined, you combined them. The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Oh, I don't even remember that verse of the Bible, but that's a good one. Stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. Right. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. Oh, my gosh. I, I laugh because it hurts so much <laughs> because I feel like I was that I was in that position right. where stop sinning or I was, something worse is going to happen. I you. was baptized at Mariner's Church and things were kind of going pretty good. And then I, 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 and then, not so I, much. And, then and then I, I continued to sin. And, and then and I'm sure somewhere along the way, some, 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 the Holy Spirit probably said at some point, hey, stop sinning. It's going to get worse. And I said, come on, I got this. <laughs> I, you know, don't you see? Don't, don't you see? This? Isn't that weird? Like, I, I hear your, yeah, your your journey with God has been an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, so many ups and downs. And it just, it, uh, I don't know, it just kind of, it reminds me of that whole topic of predestination. Like, the Lord wouldn't let you go. No. How hard you tried it. No, and things were pretty good because I'd uh, I remember back when Kelly was first born. I think I'd stopped drinking for a couple of years, and uh, even stopped drinking kind of like the same thing, right? It, yeah, <laughs> and things were really good, but then things started to get difficult again. And uh, and I, but but I was never no because I wasn't ever really. I was kind of what Jesus is talking to that man about. It's just just stop, and I and I and I couldn't. I just felt that I deserved, I deserved to do these moronic things. Did you hear the Holy Spirit voice then? I'm pretty sure that I probably I did. I don't actually don't think you were saved. Hmm. I, I'm of the opinion that the, you hadn't received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because hmm. you be believe that you went through the process of repentance when you were uh, baptized at Mariners? Yeah. You did? You repented and turned? Oh, no, no, no. And I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord. Not just Savior, but Jesus, you're my Lord. I just said that I, I skipped the part about repenting and asking for forgiveness. Remember, right. I mean, that's, that's, the the biggest, that's the biggest difference I talk about all the time. Yeah. I, that I don't think I've ever done that before. But then, you can't but, but, but then the good thing started to happen. And I, the, building, the, the business got huge. I had cars coming out of my <laughs> patootie. Had a nice BMW convertible and a big truck and a van and had location things. locations things in different countries. Yeah, had all these things, locations, and I'm and then that and so that happens. And then what happens? You go, you know, 
I don't need Jesus right now because I'm so good at every at everything. <laughs> I had an office in the Caribbean. I had an office in Northern Ireland. I had an office in Peru. I mean, things were amazing. And then, then that's when but you're, all, you're only pointing to physical things. Yes. And so the flesh comes back, and then debauchery happens, and then see, I, I couldn't uh, stop sinning, and then it all gets taken Francis away. Francis Chan is doing a number of sermons mm-hmm. on this. He said that um, he said that there's this whole movement in the church of people who who accept Jesus as Savior but not as Lord, mm-hmm. and he says it's because of the preaching that's like. Don't you understand? He promises salvation and forgives your sins. And then the average person's like, that sounds like, like my daughter at 12. That sounds like a no brainer. You know mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't I take that? You know, and that people are, are not, it, it's not a metanoia. It's not a repentance and a turning and saying, George, uh, Lord, I accept you as my Jesus. I accept you as my Lord, Lord over my life. I hand you my life. And the control of my life mm-hmm. and accept you as my savior. People are just saying, yeah, I accept the salvation, but that's not, that's not, that's not saving faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people did that or are yeah. doing that. But all, all, during that time, it was all superficial goodness. It was all, it was right. all things, things, material things that could easily be flushed down the toilet. <laughs> where this goodness is way better. Like I was happy at how good I looked egotistically wise, where now I feel great because my relationship with Jesus. Amen. And, and no matter what happens, being in the hospital, right? Having difficulty with the kids, us on occasion, having this really small little, little things that happen. Um, they, but they, I never get concerned, never get worried. I, I just know that we just we have to pray, stay strong, and it's challenging and it hurts our heart a little bit. But I don't get. It's just not the same. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. it it's uh, even even though it is, I'd rather not have those things happening, right? And so I would rather not see kids hurting. Um, I know that Jesus has it, and it's. Uh, just a different way of living that I can't explain. Amen. The, the joy that we have together. Amen. It's awesome. Uh, so Ryan is saying that uh, he found out that um, I presume this is Elizabeth has mm-hmm. cancer and she's planning on letting it kill her. Oh, what does that mean? Ryan, meaning she doesn't want to go to chemo. I think it also depends on how bad the stage it is and stuff. I don't know. There's the, the treatment of cancer these days to me is, is a brutal thing. It really is. It's a real, it's a real struggle um, to decide what is really actually necessary. I have a dear friend of mine going through that um, as well because they immediately the protocol is so extreme, the chemo and the radiation. Um, and is it just the life extender? Does it actually cure you? Depends on where the cancer is. And so we, we would like to pray for Elizabeth too. And, and, um, May she receive that healing and may it draw close to the Lord. May she meet the Lord in that, in that healing and in that process. What is the faith that they don't, they, they don't have Christian scientists, Christian scientists. Um, is the thought process there is that if you catch something, then it's God's will then to either heal you or not. Yes. 
and that you're not to look to yes. uh, Western medicine to cure you. Yes. Mm. Sounds, I wonder if that's what she's thinking or is it a form of suicide, which is yeah. not acceptable. Which is just, I'm just done. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was going to say that'd be an important thing to understand, but I don't know the relationship between Ryan and Elizabeth, but um, just helping her with that thought process. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, I'm yeah. sorry to hear she's going through that. And then I don't know how close she is. I presume she's close to you, Ryan. So I'm sorry that um, she's struggling with that. And Carrie says, Andy's a good example for all of us. Stubborn pride keeps us sinning. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa says, yes. yes, me too. I relate to going to church and not being saved. Yeah. I don't know how many people in our churches are not <laughs> saved. I tell you, I meet them all the time. And I mm. wonder, hmm, looks like a duck. Quacks like a duck. But I'm not quite sure it's a duck. Oh, Brian has an answer there. Uh, she's autistic and fed up with life and has been looking for a way to die for a while now. And mm. the worst part is she said she's an atheist. Oh, wow. There you go. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, this devotional is all about this. I think is that we just have to pray for her. Yes. And uh, hope that the Holy spirit will take over. Amen. And she will accept it and allow it and listen. Yes. But the gift of salvation is eternity. So can we, can you, can we pray yeah, for her now? Absolutely. Um, dear Lord, we lift up Elizabeth to you who does not yet know you and hasn't felt your miraculous power. And so we ask that you meet her in, in the place that she's at, Lord, send her a dream, a vision, a word from Ryan, from her friends um, that shows her that you're real and that you're there for her and that you love her and that you can give her the gift of eternal life. And that through that gift of eternal life, she will find peace and she will find joy. And ultimately, Lord, that you will heal her and that you will restore her body. You have done great miracles in the lives of your sons and daughters and throughout humanity, throughout time, and you continue to do those miracles, Lord. So we ask you to heal her body of her sickness and to draw her close to you, Lord, and to give those around her Give Ryan and others who have the power of the gospel on their tongue to speak boldly, kindly, lovingly to her and um, give her the chance, um, God willing, to come to faith. Lord, we love you for all that you do in and through us. And we are the royal priesthood. We do not need a pastor or a preacher or um, a minister to do that work, Lord. We are each empowered with the strength and um the spirit to do that work on your behalf, Lord. So thank yes. you for all that you will do. And um, we love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask all of these things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. If, um, yeah, if at least she can accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and savior and, and, and then whatever the happens, ripple effect, the ripple effect. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. It's something else. Yeah, Lisa's praying, and Ryan says, "Amen." Amen. Lisa's talking about being uh, taught in the Catholic Church. Oh, right, being Catholic Church, you weren't taught about being born again. Yeah, because yeah. you get the water sprinkling as babies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, I was. Yeah, I got that too. On Alvera Street in Los Angeles, <laughs> and then we went and had enchiladas. And we have somebody on Twitch we haven't seen in a while. Hello, uh, Rummelton. Rummelton. Hi there. <laughs> nice to see you. 
Are you a believer? Um, did you? Are you just or visiting? Just, or just found us? Are you found us perusing Twitch? Are you a website designer looking for work? <laughs> <laughs> we get those from Twitch. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Remelton. Oh, I am a spirit. I am spiritual and open. Open. Spiritual and open. Oops, that's not a nice religious one. though. Yeah, well, I'm not religious either. Yeah, we're not religious either. Yeah, that's that's. I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. Now, no, we, now we love Jesus Christ. Nothing like nothing like the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to change yeah. and transform your life. It's not a religion; it's a relationship. Yes. Wow. I wasn't looking for a religion, Rumbleton. I was a Muslim, and I definitely wasn't looking for Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus found me. That is something, right? You were in a a faith where you were. I was tired. fed up. <laughs> I was fed up with the with religiosity religion. of it all. Oh, I wanted nothing to do with religion. Stand up, sit down. Stand up, Hands sit down, lie down. <laughs> really Say, I'm a teacup. <laughs> I'm a teacup. Simon says. <laughs> Simon says. Bow to the east. Oh, I uh, no. And I prayed in a language I did not understand. Oh, isn't that interesting, yeah. too? Yeah, I thought about that. I think Jews do that, too, right? Uh, but, well, uh, a lot of them learn Hebrew, at least. Yeah. So that they understand a lot of it, but the prayers are often in Hebrew. I think they just sometimes mumble. No, you memorize the prayers mm. like I did. I didn't mumble the prayers. I memorized them, but yeah. I didn't understand them. <laughs> but I memorized them. So, yeah. So I met Jesus Christ on YouTube and I definitely wasn't looking for him, but he found me mm. <laughs> and radically transformed my life. I am so grateful. So yeah. he could do the same for you. He'll meet you where you are. Check out our website. ResurrectMinistry.com. It's right underneath their names. Yes. But she's fascinated by all types of religion and spirituality. I, I'm fascinated by them too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot in common, uh, Rommelton. Um, what, uh, uh, not what, where are you from? Where are you um, watching from? That would be awesome to know too. Is Twitch a video too? Is video feed? Mm, looks like oh, this. Okay. Yep. It looks like this. Oh, cool. Yep. In Canada. In oh, in Canada. Canada. Yeah, Wait, does that tell you something? Yes. Because <laughs> Canada is like California, only oh, worse. It? Yes. Does it depend on what part of Canada? Uh, not really. No. No. There's a lot of muzzies. Yeah, there's a lot of muzzies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's um, the church is dying in, in Canada. Worse than California. They're, they're, they're trying to kill. Right? Well, I don't know. It depends on what you look at. Here, they're, they're attempting to kill the churches. <laughs> Canada, the, the churches are just dying. They're just not. They're well, not. she's a proud Canadian, apparently. So I love Canada. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Canada. I, I have tons of friends in Canada. As a matter of fact, uh, I think I mentioned a few times that a lot of people thought it was from Canada because I would I was there so often that I had a Canadian accent. Oh, and, I, and of course, I play ice hockey. Yeah. So <laughs> they go, "You play ice hockey and you have a Canadian accent. You must be from Canada." And I know, California, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you are nice. Yeah, because I'm nice too. <laughs> That might be why. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we're Rommelton, hang on and watch a, a few episodes and uh, maybe something will catch your attention and go to the website and listen to Hedia's story. Uh, there's a great interview on there with our pastor, Pastor Jack Hibbs, that you might want to watch and hear her journey. Uh, and just just find, just stick with it a little bit in here. It's an amazing journey. Oh, tell yeah. you about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear. Let's start. <laughs> so... The, the most miraculous thing about Jesus is that it's, he's a living God. So he comes down 
Um, so nobody refutes that Jesus walked the earth. So no religion um, on earth refutes the fact that Jesus was a historical figure that was on the earth. And so what he promises those who believe in him is eternal life. And the thing about a relationship with Jesus is entirely personal. He meets you where you are, comes into your life and transforms it. So it is something you never have to walk into a church uh, building to experience the miraculous power of Jesus Christ because it's, he's a relational God. He, he wants to know you and wants to know you intimately and personally. You reach out, you open your heart, um, and you receive him. And then once you receive him, you turn your life over to him. You accept him as your Lord and Savior. And then the amazing, miraculous journey begins because you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because you remember, we believe in God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the manifestation of God that dwells inside of us to guide us through our life. So all of the um, personal trauma, the things that we, that we suffer from for decades, the generational curses, things that have happened to us throughout our life, we hand them over to the Lord Jesus Christ and he transforms us by helping us understand each of those things. When you are sincere in your walk with him and you pray and you ask for the guidance, he sends it. He sends that guidance. It's, it's entirely personal. It's entirely intimate. Um, and there's nothing like it in the world. And trust me, I was a devout Muslim for 22 years. There is nothing like a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's transforming uh, in the sense that he just shakes you up and uh, just rid you of the things that have been holding you back, holding you back to uh, a, a life free of shame yes free of um things that you have to hide um not knowing not thinking maybe that you have to hide stuff but for for me that was one of the things that i i had um had a belief that people could not know the real me because there were things that i just didn't want them to know because they were not of god and so um the freedom of uh, walking with Jesus Christ is incredible. It takes a, a load off your shoulders that you can just simply be who you are and not have to worry. And she says, how does that happen? Actually, it's quite simple. So this, the simple gospel is this, that um, we acknowledge that we're sinners. We're sinners in need of a savior and we can't save ourselves. So God is perfect and just. And um, we, because we cannot save ourselves, he sent his only son to die for us and rise again to carry the burden of our sins, to basically pay that price of our sins so that we could be restored to God the Father. And so we turn our lives over to him. We repent and turn our lives over to him and say, Lord, I accept you, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Um, I accept your free gift of salvation, and I ask for you to guide me, and I look forward to spending an eternity with you. That's literally it. Um, it's the, um, sinner's prayer. It's very, very simple. You could do it in your bedroom. You could do it on your living room floor. I actually did want mine on my bedroom floor and it was just opening your heart and say, just a, a very simple thing, Ramelton, ask him to come into your life, ask him to come into your heart. And, uh, uh Lisa says, pick up the Bible. Absolutely. Pick up a Bible, read it. Let the words come alive. 
the most important thing is to have an open heart and let God do the rest. Um, with an open heart, with sincerity and with prayer, he'll meet you where you are. It's really that simple. Wow. I hope I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hope it's okay to ask questions. Absolutely. We yes. love it. Yes. And please, if you find anything interesting, if you want to continue the conversation, please leave us a comment on the website. Um, we read all of those personally. I'd be happy to talk to you. We can set up a Zoom call. Um, we can talk on the telephone. Uh, however, we can be of assistance. We would love to help. So, Rommelton, I was a uh, police officer for 21 years. And... Um, and 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 then was uh, what I would call it. I called myself a Christian, walked around a church, um, but really did not uh, become a, a true uh, believer or born again, as they as we say. But um, it was only after years of of failed relationships and difficulties with um, uh, business matters and, and losing just about and actually losing everything beyond losing everything in, in the negative that um, I finally asked God for forgiveness and repented and was in a, an event where there was um, uh, someone leading service, a Christian service, playing the guitar and to answer your question is that only after 57 years or so of uh of thinking i was a christian and and but participating in debauchery and, and nonsense that it was only after i asked for forgiveness and repented and um and during the service he was standing in front of me and I, I i told you i was a police officer for a reason and that is because i'm very skeptical i'm not one of those people that believes things or uh, I, I, you know people will say things that happen to them and you know oh yeah right that i don't i don't believe that but there i was uh, in utah in a in a Marriott, uh, in a church service with Jesus Christ standing in front of me. And Amen. I felt his presence and saw his uh, form and, um, it changed my life. And then I was able to hear him speak to me. The Holy spirit would speak to me and I would know the difference because he was using words that I would never use, uh, <laughs> even though it was in my voice. And he would tell me to do things that I would never think about doing. And, um, and so to answer your question, yes. Um, it doesn't happen to everybody at, at first in the same way, but um, for me, that's how it happened. And it, it happened yeah. for, for, you for too. me. I audibly heard his voice. So I was crying um, for God to reveal himself because I was thoroughly confused. I was watching all of these um, sermons from a pastor I didn't even know. And um, I was so confused about who God was. And I was like, oh, God, I just don't know who you are. I just don't understand. I don't understand what the what these Christians are saying. And I audibly heard the voice of Christ say, Hedia, it's me. And it was, it was miraculous. So it is a, uh, it doesn't have to be an audible or a vision, but you will feel it. I want to read again, what Jim says. He has this great um, expression in here when he says the evil, this is what happens when you meet Christ. The evil taken away is too great to be removed without discerning it. The life imparted is too amazing to be possessed and still remain paralyzed. And the change in the life too miraculous not to be perceived. So you feel the transformation. When you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, when you receive Christ, you will know it. Um, it, is, it is 
not just life-changing in an intellectual sense. You, you feel that regeneration um, in your body, in your spirit. And so if you're a spiritual person, you will feel it for sure. You know, and, and he'll show up at times and you'll recognize it too, where you maybe you didn't recognize it before. Where uh, I know for a lot of you were repeating a lot of stuff that you already know about us, but I just want uh, Rumbleton to to know that it was it was after I repented, asked for forgiveness, forgiveness. Jesus shows up uh, for me, changes me, like, turns me upside down, and shakes me up, and um, and then COVID hits, and then I uh, my church did some nonsense, and so we uh, I left uh, the church I was going to and found a church in a place called Chino Hills, California. And it wasn't long after that, that I was standing in line and met this woman sitting next to me, my wife. And, and it was his perfect timing for all this to happen because I did get COVID early on. I was hospitalized and um, they were treating me with stuff that was actually killing me, not helping me. And because of my, uh, my gift of my girlfriend at the time, Edia, who later became my wife, she told the doctor to, to not to do things that he was going to do. And she saved my life. And that's where, he saved your life. that's where and he saved my life through you. <laughs> yes. uh, and then I had cancer uh, and through Hedia again, because of uh, the granted her the sale of a house. Um, she was able to help me with the treatment that uh, cured me of cancer. Um, and so those things only happened because of, uh, of Jesus. Those things only ha- would have happened because of, everything that led up His to the destiny. point where I met her. There, there, there was no, there was no other way that any of those things would happen without him uh, putting me in the place of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in line at that very second, at that very moment that in a place where neither one of us was going to be, there were things that she wasn't going to be there because of, of, uh, I was, I of a, stood up the night before because she was stood up the night before. And so she ended up showing up because she didn't go out on a date. Um, I don't know what was happening, but, but we both were not in that line in the beginning either. She was at a different spot of the line and I was at a different spot of the line, but we had a friend. I had a friend, she had a friend who put us in a place where we had not on purpose. No, it was all God. So I just, I hope that this is making sense that the, the, the incredible miracle uh, that can happen once you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior will happen again and again, and you'll be able to see them. Yes. I was only going to say one other thing. It's a little bit of a negative, but I want to make sure that this is clear okay. <laughs> is that you will also see the yes. devil, but you'll yes. see the devil where you didn't see it before. The devil used to be a friend. I would see opportunity. I would see shiny things and I would go to Las Vegas. I would see the shininess of, of something else. And I would go towards that, that thing that looked like it was beautiful and, and should have been good. And it was, it was not, <laughs> but the other, the great thing now is that you clearly see the devil often. Um, uh, but you also clearly see Jesus Christ working in your life. And that's what she said. You believe in energy. Well, see, I don't know how you conceptualize energy, but there is clearly good and evil forces in the world. Uh, my daughter is also occasionally gets fascinated by this new agey concepts of, um, you know, crystals or, or, or other things or these demonic powers that people say, I can manifest, I can manifest. And I said, listen, Jesus is the best of the manifestors. I was like, don't give me this manifest stuff because there is nothing like the power, the miracles 
that you um, that the Lord puts in your path as a result of being the royal priesthood, because he cures the sick, he heals the lame and he casts out demons. And yes, energy, you will see evil and you will see good. And God willing, you will be able to discern the difference and to be uh, uh, utilized in a way um, where it can transform the people around you. And God's energy is light. He is light. Yes. Truth and light is, uh, is what his energy is. One last thing that I got to tell you that this is, <laughs> this is another uh, appearance of, uh, of God. Oh, Remember? divine appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rumbleton, we've got a great story for you. Before we went on this broadcast. <laughs> so glad you, you said no, it. No, no, You say it. I, I, we were sitting here and Hedy had has, has been sick and that kind of stuff. And I, we had a couple extra minutes and I looked over to Hedy and I said, <laughs> have you had, have you had any divine appointments? And, um, uh, today or in the, that yeah. we could talk about and you said no i have i've been very very sad because i look for divine appointments in my life and i told andy i feel terrible i haven't had any and, and explain so, what the divine appointment is Just- so a divine appointment is the opportunity that um, god puts in our path to share the miracle of christ and um, I try to find those opportunities every single day. And I pray for them every single morning. And you've been in and, a little bit of a drought. And I've been in a drought. <laughs> and it was seconds before we hit the live button. Yes. And, I said, oh, uh, Lord, I want divine appointments. And, and if you haven't figured it out, you are the divine appointment. That, uh, yes, you are the divine appointment, Robert. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, I'm so glad you remembered that. One more thing. We got, we're going on 46 minutes. But yes, uh, we'll, we'll stay as long as... We're having this conversation. I feel energy is real. And you said it, the energy of Christ. Would it not make sense that people could feel energy in other ways? Yes, you feel. Listen, anything that is not of God is of the devil. So you will feel either good energy, good uh, spirit or bad spirit. So there's demonic energy in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of the of the air, the dark forces in the heavenly realm. The devil is an imitator. And so he will imitate something good well, uh, and put it right in your path. himself as an angel of light. Right. And uh, you have to be able to discern uh, the difference and listen to the Holy Spirit when uh, he tells you to avoid um, that light that is of the devil, not of, not, <laughs> yes. of, not of God. And to discern the difference, to know the difference. Yeah. To have the Holy Spirit in you tell you the difference that this is not of God. That is of God to pursue this and not that. It's kind of like the, we were talking about yesterday, the, the email or the text message that, uh, you know, that you want to send out of, out of spite and hate and, and you just want to shoot out this nasty thing. You don't do it. You wait and you dump see, you, you, you dump, you hit the dump, you hit the, uh, the, the delete or edit button. Um, and that's the thing when you get tasked with something and, and Pastor Jack Hibbs talks about this. And I'm again, I, he'd said it in a place where he said we were not supposed to share, but he was given a whole lot of money one time. And I'll just leave it at that. And it didn't he wasn't sure. And he waited to, to use the money. What, yeah, he goes, I don't know if this good. is from God. And it was a lot of money, a, a, a huge amount of money, a lot of zeros. And uh, it was a check. And he said, you know, I don't know that this is from and then he waited and he prayed on it and he get, he didn't get the answer that it was from God. And so he gave it back either that or he shredded it. He didn't use it. And we're talking a lot of money. It could have changed everything at the time. 
he ended yeah. up getting they ended up getting funding from somewhere else than it was from god but um, and, and yeah, so Robinson asked, is it black and white well basically it <laughs> is it's either good or evil um it's it's pretty it's pretty simple and Cindy says, and Ryan, this devotional conversation was also a divine appointment for him. So in so many ways, and they're going to converse after this. So I'm so glad we had both of you, Ramelton and Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You, um, you truly blessed me. <laughs> you truly <laughs> that blessed That was so me. interesting. God hears your prayers. <laughs> yeah. He just hears us talking. We were just having small talk. Oh. Isn't that funny? Yes. Wow. Praise God. All right. So, yes, any of you, anytime, you're welcome to reach out to us. We um, try to make ourselves available as much as possible. Romelton, um, Ryan, um, all of our friends, Lisa, Cindy, Carrie, all of you, um, thank you for being with us. Uh, and thank you for uh, just participating. We love you guys. You're welcome, Romelton. And we just appreciate you having the the bravery to, to comment and to, yes. and to have a conversation. We love it. That is awesome. All right. We love you guys. And praying for Elizabeth too. Oh yes. yes. We'll pray again and pray more. Um, but we love you guys. Yes. God we, bless. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> God bless. Take care. Amen. Bye. 